Welcome to the Essence of Health Tea Time Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Shayla Toombs-Withers. As a double board certified family and obesity medicine physician with over 12 years of experience in medicine, I teach motivated individuals how to achieve their desired quality of life while preventing and reversing chronic diseases. It's tea time. On today's episode of the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast, I have a special guest, Dr. Tamara Beckford. Dr. Tamara is an emergency medicine physician, international speaker, and the CEO of Your Caring Docs, where she helps companies reduce employee burnout through self-care and workshops. She hosts the Dr. Tamara Beckford Show, where she interviews physicians about self-care, wellness, and their activities inside and outside of clinical medicine. To date, she has interviewed 175 physicians across the world. Globally, the podcast named after the show ranks in the top 5% of podcasts. Dr. Bedford's expertise in self-care has led to her being featured on over 60 podcasts and presenting on the importance of wellness on various platforms, including Power to Fly, Centerpoint Energy, Scale Your Business Summit. She is also a success mentor at Entra MD Business School, mentoring nearly 60 plus physicians weekly, helping them build six and seven figure businesses. In 2022, her content was viewed over 1 million times on social media, and she co-authored two best-selling books, Made for More and Thriving After Burnout. As a result of her work, the New Jersey Academy of Sciences recognized Dr. Bedford as a COVID-19 hero for her work during the pandemic. Welcome to Essence of Health Tea Time Podcast, Dr. Tamara. I am so happy to have you here. And just reading your bio, I'm like, where do you find the time? <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to really relating to everything that your guest and your team and all your audience goes through. And, you know, I'm just going to add my part to it. And hopefully this will be able to help to enhance, you know, all the experiences that we all feel as people going through things in this day and age. <laughs> That is right. And that is so true. So I'm just going to even backtrack. So just mm -hmm. tell us your story a bit. Why did you even choose a career in medicine to begin with? You know, my story, um, it's interesting because initially I thought I was going to be a pharmacist. <laughs> and one of the beauty of being in the area where I was, I was in Newark, New Jersey at the time, that's where I lived, is that they had um, these pipeline programs, which I still am very, very fond of because it really introduces those who are less fortunate, might be in inner cities, might not be able to get exposed to these careers. They had um, some exposure to careers in the sciences. So I applied for a summer program, and this was in the 90s. This was around 90. I'd say around 1995. And uh, I said, oh, you know, I want to be a pharmacist. This is going to be great. Yes. So I applied to the program and they had a clinical pharmacist. So one that was in the hospital. So unfortunately, at that time, the clinical pharmacist was looking at this 14, 15 year old and was just like, okay, how can I expose her to medicine? I don't really know what to do with her. And they had me in the basement 
filing patients records in numerical oh, order. Gosh. Yes. <laughs> and this is way before we had electronic records. So for those right. of you guys who remember manila folders, remember those envelopes. Yeah. And if you have a medical record or if you even looked at your medical record, it's at least nine to 11 digits long. So I looked uh -huh. and I said, mm, I don't know if this is what I want to do. <laughs> so the next year I applied and I said, well, let me see what these things what do doctors do and you know that's when I fell in love I fell in love with medicine at that time I fell in love with the experience being able to connect with someone to talk you know to change their lives on such an intimate level and my respect you know still goes out to my colleagues and those of us who are still doing medicine because one of like you mentioned even the essence of health we don't take this lightly because we do recognize that when you come to us, we don't know each other at all most of the time. And especially mm -hmm. me as an ER doc, you know, I don't know you. So during our first encounter, I ask you the most intimate questions and you're revealing all of this to me. And so I respect the bond that we have to make in order to trust each other, to produce the best results on both ends. And, you know, that was something that really touched my heart. And I said, yes, this is what I want to do. And from there on, kept working my butt off <laughs> until I got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's awesome. That's an awesome story too. I always find it interesting um, as colleagues, just how, you know, different ones of us got into medicine because everybody's story is just so different and, and so interesting. So thanks for sharing that. Mm -hmm. uh, and now within your work, mm -hmm. part of it, by you being an ER doc, I'm mm -hmm. sure you have come across your fair share of individuals who have experienced stress because in that field, you see people at their, their most stressful uh, times of their lives, really. Mm -hmm. And so just going off of that, and now with your work within self-care, just mm -hmm. tell us about your experience usually when managing someone who's having a level of stress that's not just causing those mental and emotional things that we think about, but also those physical symptoms. Absolutely. Great question. You know, whenever I have a patient who's really coming in with a high level of stress, so I'll, I'll answer this question from the two-prong approach. So one, if it's someone's coming in with that they already recognize like, hey, I'm under stress and I'm having, say, an anxiety attack. I usually give that person a lot of space to give them time to not, I would say relax and relax, not in the sense that I'm dismissing what's going on, but that person needs space at that time. If they're having a lot of people in front of them and they're increasing the energy level that's already going on, they're continuing that feedback loop, which is a like a circuit that's just going on and on. So I usually give that person who's coming in for the anxiety attack, I give them the space I give them the environment to be as calm as possible so that they can break that loop and then bring themselves back down to a level where they're more comfortable. So that's one way, because we recognize, as you mentioned, there are so many of the physical symptoms that will go on with someone in a panic attack. They're breathing fast, their heart's racing, their mind is going a million miles per minute, and it's really right. entering into that sense of just a loop, a loop, a loop. So how do you break it? You break that by allowing the time and the space. So I that's yeah. one of the things that I do. 
And that's for interesting perspective. And I'm gonna have you go back okay. to your second, but that's an interesting yeah. perspective because a lot of times, even just being out in public or being on an airplane or whatever, and you'll see mm-hmm. these people having uh, symptoms of things mm-hmm. and people immediately flock to them mm-hmm. before they know it, they've got like 20 people around them. And it's really just heightening that situation versus what you're saying, really just, just give them that, that space and that, space. that room to breathe. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, and then what I do too, is that energy, we recognize there's an energy flow that occurs within all of us. Human beings, we're connected, we're social beings. So the energy that you bring into that room will also help that person. So when I have someone, and this is a skill set that I use for both someone with a heightened, excitable, anxious, ridden visit, or someone from which I have to deliver bad news that will cause Mm. that anxiety, is that I bring an energy of calm, openness, and an energy of immediate relatability in that I'm here for you If you need to tell me something else, if you need a listening ear, I'm here for you right now. So that energy, when I step into the room for the anxious or the person who's coming in with an anxiety attack, I bring in that energy in the room. So I've given you the space, the the calm environment, decrease the external noise, decrease the external stimulus. So the lights off, relaxed state. When I enter, I don't enter with excitability. You're already dealing with that. So my tone is going to be a real soft tone. I'm speaking in short and intentional words with a common tone to it. And also when I bring myself in, I'm not bringing myself in to the room with any energy of excitability, any energy of irritability, any energy of negativity. It is all open. And let's start from a a period of almost like level zero. We're not negative. We're not positive. We're just in a neutral zone. And then that's usually able to bring that person down. And by the time they finish, then the excitability goes down. Then we deal with the breathing. You know, I I love breathing exercises to help my patients and I actually do it with them at that time. So when I'm talking and I said, okay, well, we're going to now do some breathing and I'll say, we're going to do in for two seconds. So I'll do it and I guide them through it. And then we're out for the two seconds and that helps to bring that level of calm. It really is a powerful connection that one has to make. But in doing so, the results that you have from that person is usually exponentially better than if you step in with that excitability. So that's one right. of the ways that I handle Yeah, because you're also presenting yourself with such calm demeanor. Yeah. So even from that shadowing, if you will, yeah. you're seeing that presence that you're bringing in. And I feel like we can even translate that to a, a lot of aspects 
aspects of life when we're yes. feeling stressed or anxious mm-hmm. about situations, just kind of recentering those thoughts, mm-hmm. breathing um, mm-hmm. and calming. And then I like that you touched on the positive self-talk because we can feed our mind all types of messages and <laughs> not always Absolutely. good ones. Um, yeah. If you're frustrated with your weight, taking more medications than you'd like to, have been told that you are at risk for the development of a chronic preventable disease, or just are not feeling in the best of health, then I'm talking to you. Why? Because you're tired of fat dieting. You know it's time for a change and you want a sustainable plan to improve your health. If you have found yourself at this place in life, well, I have developed a program that's just for you. It's called The Essence of Health and it's your prescription for transformation. My goal with this program is to give you the tools needed to create sustainable lifestyle changes within a group coaching setting, along with one-to-one individualized coaching to give you a personalized path to health that's just for you. The benefits are priceless. So join today. Head on over to eohcoaching.com to learn more. The essence of health is in you. Now in your work with self-care, what are some of the things that you typically recommend? I recommend with self-care first for understanding what self-care is. A lot of people, they hear the word self-care and you're thinking, oh yeah, the spa. Maybe I need to make a spa appointment. Maybe I need to make an appointment to get my hair and my nails done. And you know, if that's what brings you a level or a sense of um, wholeness, then by all means, that might be your self-care. But I usually go a lot deeper and say, think about who you are and who you were when you were feeling your best and you just felt like a champion of the world. And a lot of times that goes way back to probably your age seven or eight. When you're seven Mm -hmm. or eight, there are things that you just, just loved and life was just grand for most people at that stage you had no huge worries because you weren't like a teenager worried about teenage things you won't you were no longer a, a full kid you know or a baby and there were just things that you were just going through life coloring drawing painting writing these stories and you know things that just made you feel super remember that feeling and think back what are some things that I can do in my life that brings that feeling back? What are some things that I've neglected to do that made me feel that way? And that's where you start with your self-care. So for some people, it might be, you know what? I used to love reading for pleasure, but I've not been able to do that. You know, I'm going to carve out 15 minutes every day, my alone time, and I'm going to read that novel. For some people, it was painting. For some people, it was coloring, right? So start with something that really brings you back to the essence of yourself and then work your way out. So after that, yes, it might be a gratitude practice. It might be mindfulness. It might be yoga. It might be breathing exercises. It might be dancing to your favorite song, to your favorite music, running, you know, Zumba, 
connecting with the loved one, connecting with like-minded people. All of that is part of self-care. And you mentioned, and a lot of what I just mentioned is free. <laughs> right. Yeah, which is you know, know, the best part. It's <laughs> the best part. Yeah. So you really just start with the essence of self and then work your way out. And then you'll recognize the power of self-care. Because as we go through life and through days, we at times, we just brush through and we worry about everyone else and put ourselves on the back burner. Right. Yeah, you're right. And, and I think, you know, for a lot of us, we forget even, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. what that looks like. I recently um, posted a question on, on my social media page mm -hmm. and really, you know, the question was what, first, what comes to your mind when you think of self-care and then the mm -hmm. second part to the question was what do you do daily what's the keyword there mm -hmm. for self-care and you would not believe how many answers I got like you said about oh I go to the spa or I go get my hair done oh I go on a mm -hmm. trip and then I'm like oh do you do that daily and they're like oh no and I'm like so what do you do daily and then mm -hmm. it's like crickets you know absolutely <laughs> because we we yeah. forget about the daily maintenance portion you know like for those right. of us who are in medicine we talk about the bolus and then we talk about yeah. the maintenance so the bolus might be the wonderful trip to some right. exotic place but when you're feeling stressed right now today at this particular hour are you able to leave to go to that trip to that exotic place? Or is that something that you have to schedule? You know, you have to put in for time for it. You have to find tickets. You have to find hotel. And none of that is stress-free. Right. <laughs> we just talked about it. Sure. So what is it, the essence that can make you feel great right now? It'll be good to really have a little bucket of something. I remember... Um, interviewing a guest on one of my uh, on my podcasts in the show and she says she has a playlist of songs that's just like her go-to stress songs so she knows that when I'm feeling stressed out I just hit that playlist and I thought that was a brilliant idea like I'm gonna adopt that thing so as soon as I feel yes I listen to these music and then I immediately yeah. it changes my mood and I feel yeah. better I, I do too and actually mine is just named mood <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, I know, and I'm in a certain mood. That, that's my mood. <laughs> that's a mood. Oh, my goodness. I thought that was yeah. brilliant. You guys were keeping it from the rest of us. I don't know if the rest of you <laughs> who are listening to this podcast or watching it, if you didn't know, I think you need to write in and let her know. You should have told us this from before. Exactly. We had to just right, find right. out. <laughs> Yeah, that's so true. And, and you know, the thing about it, like it's, it's those little things and those little things that don't cost much or not much, you know, you pay for your music, your streaming subscription or whatever, but not expensive to make yourself a playlist or to Absolutely. pull up a, a affirmation app or take yes. 15 minutes to yourself to read something. It's just really us making a concerted effort to do that so that we do keep our stress level down. And for instance, with COVID even, and, you know, still mm -hmm. have so much that's still coming out from COVID. But one thing mm -hmm. that we definitely know is that it took a toll on the whole world in terms of mental health wise, those rates of mental health issues skyrocketed, mm -hmm. even though people weren't working their usual job, a lot of people mm -hmm. were working at home, yeah. but there was a whole type of stress that people weren't accustomed to you couldn't yes. go out and do your normal things and mm -hmm. so I think too if we just kind of keep 
that as a reminder, like you said, to have a little bucket or some, your go-to that you can have. So when those times do get tough, you can you know reach for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The pandemic, as you mentioned, increased anxiety throughout the world. We're up to around between 23 to 28% of an increase. I think that's almost like a third. And a lot of people still have not been able to really get back to that baseline where they were. Some are getting adjusted to this quote unquote new way of life, but there's still others who are struggling. So we recognize and and honor those who are doing the day-to-day journey to try to get themselves back to the essence of who they were. And we recognize that self-care is one of the small steps that can happen in order to bring you back to that portion of your health. Right. And now I know that you also do some work with employers and helping to prevent burnout for people on their job. So mm-hmm. if someone working a job where they are feeling that level of stress, maybe you can share some tips that they might can share an employer that can help their employees not to develop that level of burnout and even for employees, some things they may can implement. Absolutely. So with um, organizations, it's important for leaders to recognize that their teams will go through levels of high levels of stress and burnout and to be preemptive in preventing that. And a great way in doing that is providing tools and resources available to them. So of course, tools and resources are such, such as workshops that shows it is okay to talk about this high level of stress. It's okay to talk about mental health if I'm feeling unwell. And it's also important for the organizations and the leaders to encourage their team to take these breaks. Because If you are in an environment where you feel it is not encouraged to take breaks, it's looked down upon, then you're not going to take breaks. So what does that mean? It goes again with what we're talking about, which is modeling. So for the leaders of the organization, you have to model an environment for your team to follow. So if you're sending out emails at 2.30 in the morning, And your team is thinking, well, I need to be up and responding to emails at 2.30 in the morning. So you need to foster that environment that you want that will create the team and the culture that shows that care for these individuals are just as important as the care for the team. Now, why is that important? I mean, of course, from an individual standpoint, it it helps with the health of the team, right? So if your team members are consistently under stress and high levels of stress, then they're gonna have burnout. If they have burnout, then they're not gonna be able to come to work, right? Because you're gonna have physical manifestations of these stress. You're gonna have a lot of absenteeisms, right? You're gonna have people who are having these, as we talked the physical manifestations, we've talked about anxiety, as one thing, but then you also have these literally heart issues, right? Heart disease, you're having high blood pressure, you're increasing like these stress hormones consistently and wear and tear on the body. So these people are not going to be at their best. And if they're not at their best, they can't produce at their best. So it behooves the team if you want to have really boost productivity, if you want to have great teamwork, if you want to be able to really have the essence of the organization be at their best, then it really is important for them to emphasize the stress 
and burnout reduction of the team through these self-care techniques. Right. Yeah, that's so important, especially the part about the employer modeling those healthy behaviors first, mm-hmm. which can, you know, likely be challenging for them too, because they, it, they probably are trying to are stressed out. Home. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. They're stressed out. And that's why it's so important for it. So when we say this, it's not a point in the finger, it's a aha moment, right? right? So it's all the way that you really interpret this. It is a aha. You know what? You're right. I'm stressed out, especially if, say, if you are running a small business, then it might be like, oh my gosh, wait a minute. Am I sitting and modeling this? It's great. You know, you might come up with that great idea at 2.30 in the morning, write that email, but just have it scheduled to go out later. Exactly. We we understand. You want to get the info out of your head. Uh (laughs) And then just see what are, what are the ways that you're handling the high stress? Are you yelling? Are you stomping, throwing things? Yeah. Yeah. Modeling, modeling the behavior. Right. Right. That is so true. And I I will say that that scheduled email function is probably one of the best inventions of of this. (laughs) So shout out to the person who, who invented that part. Right, right. right. Yeah, because you do, you have something on your mind and, and you want to get it out, but then you also don't want to bother that assistant or that a worker or whoever that you're sending it to at that very moment. So yeah, so that that's mm-hmm. definitely a helpful idea. All right. Well, Dr. Tamara, thank you so much. This has been great. Now, so tell my audience how they can connect with you and Mm -hmm. what things or events you may be involved in coming up here in the future. Absolutely. So I'd love to connect with your audience. I'm really, really very active on LinkedIn. That's one of my social media um, of choice. I put out info there daily. uh, And I also have a weekly show, as you mentioned. I do have master classes and they're free master classes. And I have some coming up. So I have one in February. Um, another one will be available in March. And of course, another one is in April. So whenever you're listening to this, it'll be very easy for you to connect with me and to attend these free masterclasses where we talk about how we can help organizations. So some tips in helping your team to boost their productivity, teams to to increase their self-care routines and to decrease their stress and burnout. So those masterclasses are usually themed around that and ways, you know, in order to really get your team to be at its best, to have an amazing culture. And uh, you can always connect with me on my website, which is yourcaringdocs.com. You'll have the link to the masterclasses there also, and links to how you can book me if you'd like me to speak at your event or even to do a workshop for you. So that's U-R-C-A-R-I-N-G-D-O-C-S.com. I welcome any emails or connections, or if you want to just send me a message or a tip or anything, you can always just send me a message on LinkedIn or through um, connect with me through Dr. Beckford at yourcarendocs.com. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And I will definitely have all of those links in the show notes so mm-hmm. that we can get folks to that masterclass because it, it sounds amazing and it sounds very helpful for us as, as individuals and, and for employees as well as employers. So definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining me on the Tea Time Podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me today on the Essence of Health Tea Time Podcast. Click the button on your favorite podcast platform 
so that you never miss a moment of the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast. Check out the show notes to obtain your free tips for healthy living guide to get you started on your health and wellness path. Follow me on social media at Essence of Health Wellness Clinic on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and at dr.tw at eohwc on TikTok. Interested in becoming a member of the Essence of Health Coaching Program? Well, head on over to www.eohcoaching.com. The Essence of Health is in you.